0: I'm glad to have you on this Tuesday. Got, uh, well, we got a lot to get to and little to get to. It's it's a weird day in the sense that uh, the Bucs season has come to an end. So you don't have the anticipation for what would have been tonight's beginning of the Eastern Conference Finals. I mean, unless, of course, you're just an NBA fan. Uh, I'll be watching tonight. I'll be flipping back and forth with some Brewers baseball and some NBA basketball as the Heat and the Celtics uh, get underway this evening. Uh, then you've got Brewers baseball tonight as well. Brewers, nice win last night. It was good to see that we uh, had talked about this going into the series. And the fact that the Brewers won a pitcher's duel because they had been plating some runs, and quite a few runs as a matter of fact, and the pitching had kind of gone south. And then, lo and behold, yesterday you get that pitcher's duel and it was and for the Brewers to win that uh nice job and then in addition to that the numbers that are being put up by Josh Hader are just crazy just crazy um he's got uh you know just the, the season alone for what he's been able to do is is nuts he's only given up two hits all season all season long. He's given up two hits. That's it. In thirteen and a third innings pitched, he has twenty one strikeouts, five walks. He's given up a total of two hits and has yet to allow a run. That's it. And um he's 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 been nothing short of amazing, I guess, for lack of a better better term. So he's got 14 saves this year. He'd have more saves in his career if he didn't, you know, because early on in his career, they started using him as he was a starter. And then he was a middle reliever who then morphed into a a closer. But he has been just beyond stellar for the Milwaukee Brewers. I mean, just lights out stellar. And um, so for what he's been to the Brewery. I've said all along, look, I know there are people that think that he's got this incredible value, and he does, but I'm not giving this guy up. Eventually, you may have to. But remember, I mean, the only reason you have to is because you don't want to pay the guy. You it, Within your budget, you don't want to pay the guy. You can't afford to pay the guy. But there's because there isn't, it's not like they're up against a salary cap. It's just their own budgetary ability, uh, the Milwaukee Brewers. But I, I just don't know how you just let them go. You know, I just don't, I don't know. I don't get it. There is this, you got to, you got to trade them while it's hot. I'm, there's no way right now, specifically, there's no way that I am in any way, shape, or form even considering that. And the reason being is, is because you're in a pennant race. You're in a pennant race right now. And why would you want to diminish the back end of your bullpen? So anyway, it was it was fantastic to see the Brewers get the win. Uh back at it again coming up tonight. Brewers now three games on top of St. Louis in the standings. Three games. Uh the Brewers are twenty three and thirteen. St. Louis nineteen and fifteen. On the season, now you got Pittsburgh seven and a half back, Chicago eight, uh, eight games back. And then obviously the Reds are uh, sitting way back with nine wins. And the, they haven't even gotten a double digit wins yet. That's that's how bad the Reds are. Oof. You talk about an epically bad season. Um, Did you see what happened to them this weekend, Bill? Yeah, they had a uh, no hit or a uh, yeah, no hitter. And they lost. Yeah. A combined no hitter and they lost. i I'm. Now, obviously, I still have friends and family back in Cincinnati, and they are beside themselves. They, they, just, they are just beside themselves at, at how bad this team is, how poorly they feel it's managed. Derek Johnson, the, uh, the, the Brewers pitching coach, Derek Johnson and Lee Tunnel, who we're both very, very familiar with, uh, they, um, they are under so much fire. They are now like being highlighted during the game. And just showing them on the can because the pitchers can't throw strikes. They just, they, they can't throw strikes. In Keem- the, the no-hitter was intact, and I, I think there was a walk and then an error, and they had, you know, men on. And then they bring in a reliever who immediately throws four straight balls, loads the bases up, and then a sacrifice ground ball, which plates a run. They get the out. And so there's the no hitter still intact, but a run scored. Had they been able to come in and actually throw strikes, the innings over. And then they get out of it without giving up a run, and then the game probably goes into extra innings. But it's just it's it's just the way they do things. As a matter of fact, Hannah Kaiser, uh I think it's Kaiser or Kaiser, uh, over for Yahoo Sports wrote a whole article. Um it, 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 entitled this, it says it's not his fault. Phil Castellini is a jackass. the uh, The son of Bob Castellini, who is the the uh, owner of the Cincinnati Reds. That's the title of the the piece they wrote. That's how bad things are in in Cincinnati. So anyway, it doesn't have really much to do with us, other than the fact that they're sucking swamp water in the basement that is the uh, the National League Central right now. Uh, but like I said the Cubs 18 the the team uh the Washington Nationals have the second worst record in the National League they are 11 and a half games back in the East and they have tw- they're 12 and 25 three wins better three wins better than Cincinnati three wins better than Cincinnati Kansas City is 12 and 21 but that makes them a half game better than Detroit which is 13 and 23 in the American League in the American League Central but Baltimore Boston, both of those teams with 14. I mean, there's nobody that is still in single digits when it comes to wins. And the Reds are still on pace to break the all time worst record by the New York Mets from years gone by. So, and not only to break the record, but still to shatter the record by, I think, almost eight to 10 games. That's how bad they are. They're a terrible, terrible baseball team. 877, 867, 1670. 867, 1670. Uh, Also today, I want to talk a little bit more uh, about the Green Bay Packers, but more so about the rest of the uh, NFC North. Because I think there is a uh, – and I believe it too. There's a belief. It's just until Aaron Rodgers goes away, it's it's their division. Uh, But then you start to look at the rest of the divisions in football, specifically in the NFC, and what is the realistic place for the Green Bay Packers in the NFC going into this season. And it's interesting because – We rely upon the loss of Devontae Adams to knock the Packers down. And I want to go with the what ifs. So we'll get into that coming up here in a little bit. Uh, James Young, one of the founding members of the band Sticks, is going to join us today. They are coming to town here in a couple of weeks. Uh, They're going to be in Milwaukee, actually, uh, at the American Family Theater or American Family Amphitheater. They're going to be there. So we're going to hear from him. He's going to be joining us uh, a little bit later on in the program. Uh, we got Jim Ozarski coming on today. Jim Ozarski, uh, who covers the Bucks, he was there for the uh, closing out press conference yesterday. Uh, we'll talk with Jim a little bit about how this season came to a demise in which uh, it was, uh, on one hand, a little bit disconcerting to Bucks fans. On the other hand, it was a hell of a ride. So we'll talk about that. Also, the Bucs considering uh, now what to do about the Deer District. A uh, few bad apples um, have spoiled it for a lot of people. And now they're thinking about how they can try uh, do something to make the Deer District more secure, because obviously there's going to be more things coming there in the future and more events for the Bucks fans to enjoy the Deer District in the future. And now you got to worry about the, the crime in Milwaukee. So now the Bucks are considering what they want to do with the Deer District. And for those that have actually been to the Deer District, seen a game there, hung out there went to the punch bowl social or over to the mecca or anywhere in that particular area now what now what uh, because i got some emails from people that uh, when we went off uh, yesterday for just a, a, a minute or two uh, on the uh, the safety down there it drew a lot of reaction so i want to get into that coming up here in, in a little bit as well so uh got all that coming up so a lot to get to today but a lot of just a little stuff think and dunk stuff If you will, 877-867-1670. You want to hit us up? That's the phone number. You want to find us over on Twitter? It is at Bill underscore Michaels, at Bill underscore Michaels. Uh, You can find us on Twitter. Also, at Ben Z. Kenny, producing the show today, at Ben Z. Kenny. Find us on Facebook. Go to Facebook.com slash The Bill Michaels Show. And you can watch Facebook Live every day. You can also, great way to check out the program is on YouTube. We appreciate it when you subscribe over there. If you want to, go to youtube.com slash Bill Michaels Show, and you can just click subscribe. It's absolutely free, free of charge. But you can click subscribe and, and find us there. And then there's Twitch TV. Uh, if you want to download that app and watch the program, and in addition to that, you can get a hold of us the old-fashioned way, and that is thebillmichaels at gmail.com. That is the... Bill Michaels at gmail dot com eight uh, seven seven eight six seven sixteen seventy. Give us a buzz. Uh, the Milwaukee Brewers get a uh, a win yesterday. So the Brewers from where they were to where they are. I wanted to go over this real quick. From where they were to the where they are. Uh, Luis Urias with forty three at bats since coming back is hitting three oh two with a couple of dingers. He continues to be a bright spot. Colton Wong got the average up to almost 250. Uh, The bad news yesterday, by the way, uh, Willie Adamas. uh, uh, Now, I know offensively um, when it comes to just, you know, on on base percentage and stuff, he's struggling a little bit. uh, But the batting average being 208, but the slugging percentage, 766 with nine dingers. But it probably means, and yesterday I did not think it was going to be this bad, but Craig Council prior to yesterday's game alluded to the fact that it is – a partial high ankle sprain. So you would assume Willie Adamas is going to head to the IL. And then you're probably going to bring up Keston Hira, who's been raking in the minors. Uh, and, and that's what he does. He he struggles in the bigs. And then he goes to the minors and hits the hell out of the baseball, makes you believe. And then he's going to come back and you hope that he has opportunities to succeed. And you just, you, you got to wonder at one, what point when is Kestin here going to click you know when is Keston here going to click so we'll cross our fingers but hang in there you know uh in addition to that you've got uh christian yelich uh the average sitting at 244 i know he struggled a little bit last night but for the most part i mean he's bounced back compared to what he was about 2 weeks ago now when he was sitting at 184 Batting average of 244, on-base percentage 342, slugging percentage 441. The OPS is back up above 650. He's at 783, and he's really been on a, a much better roll as of late. Now, this is what I said, though, and and this one comes from Jace. Jace listening to the program in Houston. Uh, and Jace said, uh, you know, he has been on a tear as of late. Is uh, the old Christian Yelich back? No. See, I said this. I said, look, Christian he can come back and he can he can just swat the hell out of the baseball for 2 3 weeks that doesn't make a, a season that that isn't him being back that's him being on a little bit of a roll and i want to see that consistency throughout the entire season now i'm not saying that he has to hit 40 home runs and bat 326 and have this ops uh, over 9 i what i'm saying is is give me get by the end of the season give me 275 by the end of the season, give me 20, 25 home runs. By the end of the season, give me 75 to 100 RBIs. Give me a good on-base percentage. You know, That's what I'm looking for is that consistency. Don't give me you're on fire for 10 days and then you go away for two weeks and then you come back for three games and you go away. So it's not that I'm knocking him because I'm, I'm, I'm really happy where he's at from where he was. Let's just see if it remains consistent. You're allowed to have a couple bad games in there. You just don't want a couple bad games to turn into a couple bad series to turn into a couple bad weeks to to, to turn into a bad month, you know, because you just can't do that consistently. So that's what I'm looking for. 877-867-1670. If you want to chime in, feel free to go ahead and do so. But here's the question. Here's the question. In the grand scheme of things, we've now seen – we're what, you know, 35, going on 40 games into the season, right? You know, 35, 36 games, something like that. So you're you're about a fifth of a fifth of the way into the season, let's say. Where do the Brewers rank as far as their ability to legitimately, if you're going to say early on, early on, I'm going to look at this, early on, who's your favorite to win the National League? And predictions way too early to ever be correct. Who is the favorite to win the National League? Is it still the Dodgers? Is it still the Dodgers? San Diego, without Tatis Jr., has been able to eke back to only a half game behind the Dodgers. San Francisco is a game and a half back. All three of those teams playing really good baseball. Brewers, obviously, playing good baseball. But they've beaten up on... The Reds and the Pirates pretty consistently. So I want to see them win more versus teams that have something to play for. And obviously Atlanta still does. They're only seven games back. They're not out of the Eastern Conference race yet, but Atlanta's a team that's got a sub five hundred record. So I want to see them beat up on teams like the Mets, like the Phillies, like the Cardinals. Like the Dodgers, like the Padres, like the like the Giants, like the Di- I mean the Diamondbacks are back at 500 for God's sakes. So I want to see them continue to win games against teams that would be vying for a spot in the postseason. I, and I know they haven't had a chance to do it because the schedule hasn't allowed. But my point being is, you know it, how skewed is it because they played now? Granted, they lost two out of three to Cincinnati. Two of the two of the Reds nine wins are now against the Brewers. So they lost two out of three against Cincinnati, but give me your thoughts because they've beaten up on some pretty bad teams. I'm not knocking them, okay, because you you can only play the schedule in front of you and you can only beat the teams that you're that you're scheduled to play against that day. That's what they've been able to do. But I'm, I'm still waiting for some of the more meat of the schedule to see what this team can do. Stay tuned. 877-867-1670, 877-867-1670. Hit us up. This portion of the program brought to you by our friends over there at Wabam, one of the better. I, I keep telling people, try to discover Wabam. Go to getwabam.com. It is great for your boat, great for your motorcycle, great for your car. If you have industrial products or cleaning supplies you need around the house, they carry them as well. You just got to discover them. They're a really good company. They're based here in Wisconsin. Good, pe- Colgate, Wisconsin. They ship almost immediately. All you got to do is go to get, G-E-T, get Wabam W-A-B-A-M dot com, getwabam.com. And for motorcyclists, it's the they're right there next to the parts counter at Wisconsin Harley Davidson. A lot of their spray products, spray it right under the fairing, right under the tank, right under the fenders, right there. The waxes, the ceramics, the whiplash, which keeps it clean, all that stuff is right there on the counter. Go to getwabam.com. That is getwabam.com. Stay tuned. More of the Bill Michael show coming up next. Ready! This is the Bill Michaels Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Three here of the month of May. One-two pitch, a swing and a miss.
1: Throw him away. Nice. Yes. Three and two. Hater deals. And a call strike three. Down to their last strike. Two-two to Riley. A swing and a miss! He
0: struck him out. Ball game.
1: Yeah, he's locked in. I mean, he, you can just, just tell, the, you know, the at-bat to DeMera was a great example of just, you know, he, he comes out of the pen and he, he throws four pitches exactly where he wants them at big velocity. And there's there's just not a lot a hitter can do with those pitches. You can take a swing. You can know they're coming at that velocity where he's putting them in the strike zone. Really hard to hit.
0: Tough, tough, tough. Haters all over it right now. He's given up two hits, no runs this season. This Not just last night, this season. And it's been nothing short of amazing. Uh, now, Sack is the all-time saves leader for the Milwaukee Brewers, and he is now surpassing uh, the Axeman Cometh, John Axford. How good is Josh Hader? I don't want to be a prisoner at the moment. I just I don't want to I don't want to be that guy going Oh my God he's an all time great but I got to tell you this he is is as hard as he throws the angle from which he throws the break on the ball that he has is and is almost as automatic as he has been at what point do you start talking about Josh Hader in the sense of being one of the do we dare go best of all time? Do we dare start to look into that direction and go he's one of the one of the best to ever throw? Now, granted it only goes back to 2017. But his career ERA is 2.16. That I mean Go back to 2020, he had a short stint because of the, the COVID and, and all that kind of stuff, I get it, Um, uh, because they only played 60 games, so it was a short stint, and it wasn't great, and the ERA was 3.79, but everything else prior to that and after that has been stellar. He pitched in 35 games in 2017. Had a 208 ERA. And has always had a tremendous strikeout-to-walk ratio. 55 games in 2018, 243 ERA, .81 whip. 2019, 61 games, 262 ERA, .81 whip. 75 and two-thirds innings, 138 strikeouts, 20 walks. In 2020, was a goofy year. Last year, 60 60 appearances, 4-2 because he pitched in games in which he could actually win as well, but had a war, the best war of his career at 3.3, an ERA of 1.23, a whip of 0.84. In 58 and two-thirds innings, 102 strikeouts and only 24 walks. He's had a career of save opportunities. He's had 12 holds, 20 uh, 12 holds in 2017, 21 of them 2018, 39 total in his career. He's only blown 16 save opportunities. He's saved 110 games. He's averaging 18 saves a season. He's already got 14 this year. But because they use him in extended periods, he has not been your traditional come in and slam the door. Is Are we looking at the possibility of, say, the next Trevor Hoffman, the next Mariano Rivera? Is that the class that we're putting him in? Is that the class that he belongs in? 8778671670. And when you look at the rest of the National League, where do you put the Brewers? Are they better than the Mets top to bottom? Are they better than the Mets? Are they better than the Dodgers? Top to bottom. Are they are they a legit team that you're going to say, "You know what? We'll see you in the NLCS." Is that where they're at? I think so. I think they're, if they get, come trade, that now they're getting McCutcheon back too, remember. Now I know Adamas is probably going to go on the IL and McCutcheon's going to be coming back and they may have a couple of roster spots they're going to have to manipulate, so it most likely they might see Keston here back up. But when you look at this, this lineup and the bats that they have and say you look at what the Mets are putting out there right now, okay? You got, uh, what, Star, uh, Starling Marte? playing right field, Lindor it's short. I'm trying to go through their their whole deal. Uh, third base is Escobar, and second is McNeil. I know that. Pete Alonzo over at first base. But uh, you look at that team. Is that team a team that is, is destined to be one of the front runners for an, an NLCS? Now, sometimes it just comes down to pitching. I get it. You got Scherzer over there. You got Bassett, Carlos Carrasco, Trevor Williams. I I don't know if their pitching is as deep as what the Brewers have. Well, they're doing it without Degrom, right? And Degrom's hurt probably post All Star break. So if he comes back and they don't have any more injuries, and Scherzer's really good in the second half, and Carrasco really kind of brings up that mid portion of that that rotation, that yeah, you know what, they could be one of those they could be one of those teams. Are they are they going to do that? Are they going to win that division easily? Or are they going to continue to battle with the Phillies? Are they going to continue to battle, or are they going to have injuries overtake? Now, again, uh, this is sitting here on paper, but then you look at like what the Dodgers bring to the table. You got Walker Bueller, Tony uh, Gonsolin, Urias. Eventually, you know Kershaw. But you know everybody is under the impression that he's beyond past his prime for whatever reason. But Clayton Kershaw, he's he's got that joint inflammation. They do expect him to to come back and just to let things settle down. I know that uh, they had Dustin May, had the Tommy John surgery. Uh, he's done for the season. Uh, there's uh, Andrew Heaney. Uh, he's a guy that uh, the, the lefty, they were hoping that uh, they would get him back. He went, I think, on the uh, IL in the middle of April. Also with shoulder problems. Eight seven seven eight six seven sixteen seventy. Dan says the crew is a bat away from being uh, consistent with the Dodgers. Um. Ted says, "Who do you think's have been been the best pitcher in Major League Baseball since two thousand? Since two thousand? <sighs> since two thousand? Kershaw? That's yeah. That's a long time, man. Um." You probably would say Kershaw. I just mentioned Scherzer. Scherzer's been pretty good, but since 2000, that's a lot of pitching since 2000.
1: If we're that's talking about sheer dominance, I'd probably say Roy Halladay.
0: Yeah, I, I just, man, I, don't know. that's. Now, are you talking starting pitching? Or are you just talking pitching in general? When did Mariano Rivera retire? Because he was one of the most dominant pitchers in baseball.
1: I have a hard time grouping a closer together with the dominant starters.
0: He retired in 2013. So he, he had 13 years in the 2000s and was one of the most dominant pitchers in baseball. Josh Hader hasn't done it that long. You mentioned Halliday. Uh, there's uh, um, Justin Verlander is another one that I'm thinking of. That's a, that's a great question. I I I don't have the answer sitting here in front of me, but um, there's been a lot of good ones. I mean, I don't think Zach granky would fall into that category, but he he's had a stellar career too. CC Sabathia. You know, I mean, you know, God, I mean, CC. first he was with Cleveland, then he came to the Brewers and then ultimately ended up going to uh, the Yankees. But, you know, when he was with Cleveland, when he came here, he was fantastic. So that's that's a great question. 877-867-1671, hit us up. Feel free to go ahead and do so. How good do you think this team is? How good do you think this team is? Would love to get your thoughts. Um this is the most consecutive scoreless appearances in the American League and the National League in history. Um Ryan Presley had 40 of them across 2018-2019. Craig Kimbrel had 38 from 2 in 2011. Aravino had 37. Mike Myers had 37. Josh Hader is now at 35. From last year to this year, he is three, what, five away from tying the record. Six away. Oh, boy, are we jinxing this, Ben? I haven't said anything. Yeah, could be jinxing this. I just sent you a tweet. Yeah, I just retweeted it, too. (laughs) But uh, J.C. Romero, 35 appearances, but Josh Hader is five away from the all-time record. For appearances without a uh without giving up a run. Hmm. 877-867-1670. Head us up, stay tuned. We got a lot more of the Bill Michael Show. It's all coming up next. This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Coming up Thursday, we're going to be live. We're going to be at the Social House on Lisbon Road in Menominee Falls. Uh, Come by. The entire show is going to be broadcast live there, and it's going to be the kickoff to the grand reopening of Social House. But the reason we're there in part is because uh, they're going to do all the proceeds going to Fisher House, Wisconsin to help uh, military members, veterans, and their families at a time of need. And we're going to do some pre-registration on site for the motorcycle ride coming up on Sunday, uh, September 4th. It's the 15th annual Poker Run benefiting Fisher House, Wisconsin. So if you're a motorcyclist, come on out, get signed up. If you're not, but you know someone who is, send them over, uh, bring them on in, and we'd love to have you. And they're going to serve some great food. They're going to have a tap takeover uh, as well. They're going to have, uh, you know, uh, cornhole tournaments and such. So uh come on out Social House on Thursday. It starts on Thursday and it goes all the way through the weekend Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and all the proceeds and such uh, are a portion of the proceeds going to go to Fisher House, Wisconsin As Dan Della and his staff over there at the Social House celebrate the grand reopening after the remodeling is all complete uh, over there at, uh, uh, at, so- at the Social House. So looking forward to it. Can't wait. Will Josh Hader. Now, think about this for a minute. Will Josh Hader, by the time he's all said and done, will the Brewers' Josh Hader end up being the most dominant closer in baseball ever? Ever. 877-867-1670. As good as he is. Now, uh, I want to go back to, because I asked a question about where the Brewers kind of rank right now when it comes to uh, the National League uh and this one's from jesse jesse says uh, hey Unit, you know, i think they're the top two i think they're right up there with the la dodgers the dodgers are a good team not as great as they once were i think the brewers are neck and neck with them i think new york and philadelphia are going to be a close third and fourth don't count out the san francisco giants just yet uh they're still a solid team and gabe kapler's a hell of a manager they're only a game and a half behind the dodgers right now they could end up winning that division as well uh jesse appreciate the email which, that's kind of what we were saying. That When you look at that uh, National League West, I mean, the Padres, without Tatis Jr., have remained relevant. They're only a half game behind the Dodgers. They've gotten some really good pitching. They're plus 16 when it comes to uh, run differential, albeit the Dodgers are plus 71 and uh, the Giants are plus 34. Uh, the Brewers sitting at plus 39. Uh, oddly enough, uh, the Cardinals, plus 37. They've had some big offensive explosions. The Brewers have as well, but the Brewers also, going back to the beginning of the season, have played some extremely close games and have not had a lot of big scoring games. But they've been able to win because their pitching has been that good. So you'd love to see the offense really become as dominant as the pitching has been over the season, because if that's the case, then they're going to run away with everything. But uh, that's that's it's just one of those goofy statistics. It, it's tough to give it uh, um, a handle in Major League Baseball because you can have a couple of blowouts and then play Four, four weeks of close games, and it's not really indicative as to how you're actually playing. But it's just one of those things you kind of pay attention to because teams that do lead divisions do have positives when it comes to that. Like right now, the Yankees sitting five and a half games up in, the, uh, in their division in the American League East. They're the only one, the only one in that division with a positive run differential. The Twins... Uh, they right now twenty one and fifteen. They are leading the Central over the White Sox by three games. Uh, the Twins positive plus fourteen. White Sox negative twenty eight overall. Houston positive thirty seven. Positive fifty four for, for the Angels, who are tied with them atop the division. Everybody else in the division is on the negative side. So it's it's one of those statistics that the total number sometimes is not as an indicative as to how good the team can actually be, but. If you're on the negative side, it is very hard to be a division leader in that sense uh because eventually the run differential c- catches up with you eight seven seven eight six seven sixteen seventy eight seven seven eight six seven sixteen seventy uh give us uh give us a, give us a shout again eight seven seven eight six seven sixteen seventy um Kyle says, I'd like to see Milwaukee get someone to contribute at a higher level. Than Low I uh, love that guy to death, but I feel like since he didn't play during the COVID year, he hasn't been the same. Uh, he says a decent bat in center field can get the crew in the same uh, sentence with a team like L.A. and probably better than the Mets. Uh, 877-867-1670, give us a shout. Um, what else do we have here? Um, oh, by the way, Greg says DeGrom is like our Ben Sheets, great pitcher but never healthy uh, when you need him to be. And Degrom down again, not coming back till after the mid portion of the season. You're right. Um, this one's from this one's from Mark. Mark said, no, I already read that one." This is from Adam. Adam says, uh, "I think the Brewers are a really good team. They're probably a bat or two away. You need consistency out of Yelich, and what are you going to do again with Lorenzo Kane, who has done nothing but struggle? It's good to get McCutcheon's bat back. Hopefully, he's back tonight. I think McCutcheon's coming back tonight. There's going to be some roster moves probably at some point here." A little bit later on this afternoon, but I I would agree with you. Um, <laughs> Mark says, "Did you see the video going video going viral of a young Giannis?" Uh, I saw that. Oh, God, what was it? Uh, I guess it was a couple of days ago. Giannis is not even the same kid. Not even the same kid. It's I, I don't even he's he's a he's a monstrosity of what he used to be. Just an F. I mean, if if you go back and you look at him coming into the league, the video highlights have been put together. Just he's just completely different. I agree with you. Uh, what else? Well, let's do this. We're running a little bit late. Let's take a quick break. We'll come back. Don't forget, after the top of the hour, I'm going to talk with James Young, one of the founding members of the band Sticks. I got to get him a little bit about his uh, his Bears football team, maybe his Cubs team as well. We'll talk a little bit about that. They're coming to town, so it's nice to him to, for, nice of him to make a visit. Also Jim Ozarski coming up in the next hour. We'll talk with him about this Bucks team and about the end of season press conference. And one of the um one of the notes that came out of yesterday's presser was some of the Chris Middleton discussion about whether or not he would or would not have been able to come back. It had this series then gone on and began tonight. So stay tuned for that as well. Hang in there. We got a lot more of the Bill Michael Show. It's coming up next. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket, this is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Tuesday, get- and uh, this portion of the program brought to you by our friends at Epoxy Flooring Done Right, providing Wisconsin home and business owners epoxy flooring coating services, polyurea coating services as well. They can even paint the room that uh, you are getting done, whether it's your garage, they can paint the, uh, the basement, the rec room, whatever it happens to be. If you're a, a business owner, maybe like a showroom, small showroom, they can do that. They can even do industrial. Oh, yeah, they're doing the Dockhound Stadium. Finish that up. Go to epoxyflooringdunright.com That is EpoxyFlooringDoneRight.com. Or call our buddy Sean, 262-443-2852. 262-443-2852. Again, 262-443-2852. That's epoxyflooringdunright.com. Good stuff. Uh, let's get back to the phone calls, if you will. Uh, let's go to Daniel listening to us in Toma. Daniel, how you doing, man? What's up? How's it going? Hey, I'm good. You What's going care? on? Your mom? Last year, the Bucks won everything, and then the rest us won our conference, but we choked in the playoffs. College and major sports in, in Wisconsin. So maybe okay. this year it'll be the other way around. They choked in the playoffs, and the rest of us won our championship. What do you think of that? Uh, I would uh, like to say that uh, the Brewers would then take the take the gauntlet and run with it and say, OK, we'll take the gauntlet of championships and maybe make one this year. That'd be fan I you know, I, I we talk so much and, and, and Daniel, appreciate the phone call. We talk so much about uh, the Brewer or excuse me, the Bucks and the repeat and how long it had been since nineteen seventy one and what it was like for, you know, just the, the Deer District and 60,000 down there and the place going crazy and the bucks hoisting the title and the big rings that they got and, you know, just so much that goes along with it. And then the run this year and the possibility of repeating. I can't imagine what this state would be like if now the Packers reign supreme. Okay? They just do. We're a football state. More people pay attention to Packers football than anything in this state. Okay? But if the Brewers won a World Series, what would it be like for Brewers fans now granted uh, the Brewers have you know been around 70 71 and uh, 69 and getting the Seattle pilots and then losing the Milwaukee Braves to Atlanta. And you know I understand all of that and the Braves won a championship here in the state of Wisconsin. And I, it was in the 50s. What would it be like if the Brewers now won a championship? Can you even Im- imagine what it would be like? What it would mean to people in this state? Because there's, there's just a ton of baseball fans here. Um, and I think if I had to say and, and guess correctly, the second, if you want to go in the sporting realm of Wisconsin, I think the second most attention paid would be to the Milwaukee Brewers. Packers, like I said, that Packers football season, it's just it's it's a different animal. It's just off the charts. The NFL, the Packers reign supreme. But the Brewers, I think, are a a firm second. And then after that it 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 trickles down. The fact that the Bucks have won a championship, that they have a likable superstar, that they continually try to put their money where their mouth is and make it better and go after a championship has, has vaulted them into that discussion, but I still think it's Packers, Brewers, and then everything else matriculates. Probably Bucks than Badgers, but during Badger football and Badger basketball, I don't know, man. Badgers rate pretty high. Badger football specifically rates pretty high. Eight seven seven eight six seven sixteen seventy. Um, I mean, if you, you know, I don't want to say I had to pick one because I don't want to do that, but there's, you know, a, um, there's this thought that <laughs> if the Brewers finally win one, phew, you know, there's a lot of people in the state that's, that will say, okay, I can finally die. I've seen, I've seen them all now. I'm good, you know, because that's what people are pining for is just get us now, just get us now a a Brewers championship. You don't need to add Badger football to that because they're never going to win one. They're never going to win a championship. Boy, that's throwing down some negativity right there. But a national you ever, title. You don't think they can ever win one. A
1: national title. No. Uh, well, and that's not I, a look, recent like, thing. It's when, when you look at the disparity in talent between the schools that are perenter that are making. The, but wait a minute. Here's
0: my here's my thought. If you can get a team like Cincinnati into the Final Four, why in the hell can't you get the, the, uh, the Wisconsin Badgers?
1: Oh, you can get Cincinnati, Michigan, anybody into the Final Four, but then when they face off on the field against a team like Georgia, it's clear they're in a completely different class. Hmm. And Cincinnati kind of held their own for a while. They did, but they also recruit a lot better than Wisconsin. They, they have some of the higher uh, echelon talent compared to
0: what yeah. Wisconsin has. They just, as a matter of fact, they just signed, uh, who was it, the kid out of Ohio State who went into the transfer portal, ended up going there. Luke Fickle, though, is a hell of a coach. And he has now a hell of a reputation. Plus, correct me if I'm wrong, Isn't aren't they going to the Big 12 once uh, Oklahoma and Texas exit yep. and go over to the SEC? Yeah. I think, yeah, I think they're going to be in the Big 12. So they've got that going for them now, too, that they're going to play in the Big 12. More money for that university. That's such a weird campus, too. It's in the heart, uh, almost the heart of the city. It's a tiny stadium. I, I know they renovated it. It's up to like 40, 45,000, but it's still small. Still a small place. Weird. I didn't mean to throw a big damper on that whole discussion, but no, I, I, but I get it. I, I, there is uh, many who. Uh, so what? What is success then in Wisconsin? Winning the Big Ten. That's it. Just winning the Big Ten, decent bowl game, you're good
1: to go. They're gonna, well, they're gonna make a playoff or two, especially when it expands. I just think people are underestimating the significant talent gap between the five, six schools at the top, and Ohio State's included in that, and the rest of the schools in the top 25. Hmm. And it's a gap that's only widening. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I Now Alabama has a couple holes on their roster, say, and what do they yeah. do? They go out, they get the best running back, or a top three running back in the country in the portal. They yeah. get one of the best cornerbacks in the country in the portal. They completely rebuild another wide receiver. They rebuild their entire team, so they literally do not have any. Well,
0: this is something we'll talk about later on in the program. I want to get into this because it's, it's, it's very interesting to me as to what the expectation is of Wisconsin and what needs to be done. Or at least the thought process of what needs to be done. We'll, we'll get back into that. Coming up next, one of the founding members of the band Stinks. We'll chat with James Young. We're also going to chat with Jim Ozarski to wrap up and put a nice ribbon, if you will, on the Milwaukee Bucks season. Also, talk a little bit about what might not have been for the Milwaukee Bucks had they advanced. We'll get into that discussion as well. Stay tuned. A whole lot more of the Bill Michael Show coming up after this. The Bill Michael Show podcast.